Welcome to the Optimal Body Podcast. I'm Doc Jen. And I'm Dr. Dom. And we are doctors of physical therapy, bringing you the body tips and physical therapy pearls of wisdom to help you begin to understand your body, relieve your pains and restrictions, and answer your questions. Along with expert guests, our goal of the Optimal Body Podcast is really to help you discover what optimal means within your own body. Let's dive in. All right, I want everyone to think about your absolute favorite pair of sweatpants. And this has to be a pair that you've had for like five or six years. You wear so much and they probably could get tossed or donated somewhere because they're starting to get worn or maybe they're starting to get a few holes in them. That is what my first pair of Viore sweatpants means to me. And I didn't even know what I was getting myself into the first time I bought them, but they feel like a cloud. I have no idea what these things are made out of, but they are so comfortable. They're shirt material the same way. Their men's shorts have liners in them that are just the most comfortable things that I have ever experienced. And now Jen and I are obsessed with them. We've been wearing Viore sweatpants and athletic wear for probably two years or more now. And we went out and got a partnership with them so that our podcast listeners can get a special 20% off their first order. We're going to have it linked up down in the show notes. It's www.viore.com backslash optimal. And there will be an automatic 20% applied to first time's order. Another thing that I just love about Viore is everything they're trying to do to continue to be better for our environment. They use, they continue to accelerate in using more and more recycled materials that they make their clothing out of. They are offsetting 100% of their carbon footprint and they continue to eliminate waste and plastics that they use in their packaging. So go down to that link in that show notes. You can order some Viore for a partner, for someone for their birthday or a celebration, or even just to treat yourself and get 20% off it, feel good, look good, and feel good about what you're doing for the environment. Check out that link down in the show notes and get 20% off. In this interview, we're going to be talking to two individuals who are just pioneering in the space of mental health. We have Adam Lippin and Dr. Michael Birnbaum. Adam Lippin is an entrepreneur, founder, and CEO of Hear Me, and the co-founder and CEO of Cudlist. He has 30 plus years of business experience identifying and executing in niche markets and extensive experimental and operational expertise. He was previously the CEO and founder of Atomic Wings that has 32 restaurants and had a successful exit from that in 2017. Also, we have Dr. Michael Birnbaum, who is the chief medical officer at Hear Me App. He is an attending physician in the Department of Psychiatry at the Zucker Hillside Hospital in New York. He works as the program director for Northwell Health's Early Treatment Program, a clinical and research initiative for adolescents and young adults in the early stages of psychosis. Dr. Birnbaum received his BS in psychology and doctor of medicine from McGill University in Montreal, Quebec. He then went to complete his child and adolescent psychiatry fellowship in the Department of Psychiatry at Mount Sinai West. Dr. Birnbaum's research has focus primarily on psychotic disorders with an emphasis on the early stages of the illness. He is currently exploring the role of social media and the internet in pathways to care for adolescents and young adults with psychotic disorders. Additionally, Dr. Birnbaum is exploring the utility of social media and the internet as a vehicle for timely identification, outreach, engagement, and care of youth with mental illness. We talk so much about this, the impact of social media and the internet, both positive and negative on our mental health, and dive in so much more on what you can do about it, especially through a platform like Hear Me. Let's get to it. Dr. Birnbaum, Adam, thank you so much for taking time to be with us today and everything that you're doing with your platform, Hear Me. We're super excited to kind of dive in with you. Uh, thank you so much. I'm really pleased to be here. Same here. Thanks for having us. 
Yeah. So first of all, what is Hear Me? How did this come about? Um, Adam, I know that you were really the one who headed this app and this idea. So where did this come from and why do you feel like this is something that's necessary in the world right now? So there, there are sort of two answers. One answer is we all we all don't need therapy, but we all need someone to talk to. Mm. And that the other answer is that loneliness uh, is a serious health epidemic. The Surgeon General Vivek Murthy stated that loneliness is worse than smoking 15 cigarettes a day and worse than obesity. And according to Cigna, 61% of, Mer- 61% of Americans don't have someone to talk to when they need to get something off their chest. So we're designed to address uh, subclinical everyday issues that we all have, giving people an opportunity to get something off their chest with someone who can be there for them, to see them, to hear them, to validate them, probably with a shared lived experience so they don't have to code switch, they understand them, uh, as well as begin to tackle some of the larger societal uh, problems of uh, the consequences of loneliness. And so, Dr. Michael, I know that you historically have worked a lot more in clinical settings. And so, where did you find it important to start moving in this direction with a platform like Hear Me, uh, something where you're not actually talking to somebody who's a registered professional or a psychologist, psychiatrist, um, and, and accessing more of this social and online space to start addressing this issue of loneliness? Yep. Thanks for asking. Uh, everyone can use a little bit of, of support, regardless of whether or not you're in f- traditional clinical care or otherwise. It is true that I spend most of my time working with folks who are in traditional outpatient care, seeing a psychiatrist, uh, therapist for a variety of psychiatric conditions. That being said, there's a whole universe of individuals who may not need that level of intervention, that, nev- that level of support, uh, but do nonetheless need someone to listen to them and someone to hear them and someone to have a conversation with them in order to be heard and, and uh, to receive the support that they need in that moment. So there is a universe of individuals, and that's probably expanding, of individuals who don't necessarily need to see a psychiatrist and don't necessarily need to see a therapist, but do nonetheless need support. And it's exactly the gap that Hear Me is able to fill. It's one of the reasons why I was so drawn to the potential here and drawn to this app. And how does it work exactly? You know, if, how does someone even begin to find this? If, if we have so many social platforms out here already where people are, you think that they get connection, are we lacking connection on these bigger kind of platforms that are more social, um, just just out there in the world, like Instagram or or Facebook or like, are yeah. we actually lacking that support? And, and this is why Hear Me came about? Or how do you kind of see that here that someone even starts to seek out this kind of support? So that's a fantastic question. And social media is, um, there's something wonderful about it. And there's also something very damaging about it. Mm. And what's damaging about it is that people uh, don't always bring their real, their, their, by definition, you're curating an image yeah. um, and you can't control the inflow of information that you're getting back. So you can be, you know, you can deal with a lot of negative responses. And what happens is over time, it actually makes you feel worse about yourself. There are studies indicating that the higher someone's social media uses, the less happy they are and the more prone they are to all sorts of negative outcomes. So mm-hmm. Hear Me is a social intervention but we only connect you with people that have a desire that are there just to be there to support you. 
right? So people on social media, on Instagram, et cetera, have different motivations where anyone that you're reaching out to on the Hear Me, on the Hear Me platform is there because they want to be there. They want to be there to support you um, and they give you their full attention. So when you're on social media, you're giving a lot of attention and you're getting a lot of attention. It's not always very safe for many people. We know for a fact how social media you know, it's very damaging uh, for many, uh, you know, younger women, ex- especially. So we're sort of a safer version, and we're designed to have a safe, a space that's psychologically safe and is and is there for you. No, I think that that's really important to start talking about how this proliferation and just kind of explosion of all of these social media platforms that are intended for us to, you know, are, are yeah, they're supposedly intended for us to connect. Um, really kind of feed us this muddled and manipulated version of what reality is. And that's what we start to expect in our own life and compare in our own life. And uh, Dr. Michael, I kind of want to hear your take on what what you've noticed on the clinical side, especially during this explosion and pol- proliferation of social platforms. Do you think that it really has impacted lots of people in the way that they operate psychologically? Yeah, I've done a ton of research looking at social media and its impact, both positive and negative, on mental health, especially when it comes to youth. And just to reiterate what Adam said, there is a tremendous amount of benefit there, but there's also quite a few risks. I think it it highlights the potential for the internet and for apps like Hear Me to be able to connect people in a very meaningful way, ways that were previously impossible. And the question is, how do we extract all of that benefit from these from these tools that exist out there and deliver what they could do in a safe and authentic app. Mm-hmm. And again, that's one of the things that draws me to hear me is this idea of being able to find people who are similar and people who have a similar motivation in their desire to support people and support themselves and, and, and get help. Whereas social media comes with a whole host of different motivations and ambitions and people, uh, both anonymous and non-anonymous. And uh, it's it's truly about identifying what works, what doesn't work, and for whom. And and how do we use these technologies to our advantage? Again, that's something that I think we're doing quite well at HearMe. How do we start to, you know, know when or identify in ourselves. Like if someone is consuming social media and most people who are listening to this are probably (laughs) consuming social media platforms. So how do we start to know, okay, this is becoming problematic or I'm feeling a certain way. What are those signs and signals that we should be looking out for? I think that's a really good question. I can jump into that. In some ways, it depends on the individual and it depends on the, the, the type of social media, the type of activity that they're doing online, because my answer would, be, would shift slightly de- mm-hmm. depending on what exactly is happening on, on these websites and uh, the type of interactions that somebody's having. But in general, things that I would look for are, is it interfering with other important aspects of life, right? So once it starts to become an issue that could impact your sleep, your desire to interact with people offline, mm. your mood, your daily habits, then it becomes worrisome and it's something that needs to be explored, needs to be discussed, and potentially needs to be addressed. 
And there are different interventions. Some people take screen breaks. Other people try to minimize their use. But again, it's hard for me to give a specific answer because for some people, more use is good. Mm. And for other people, more use is bad. So it's really an individual approach Mm. to get a better sense of how somebody is using it, why they're using it, how much they're using it, uh, what they're using and how it interferes with their life. Mm-hmm. I just want antidotally for me, um, you know, there's so first of all, Hear Me was designed to use technology to help solve some of the problems that technology created. And, you know, this term IRL, which means in real life <laughs> as sort of the alternative way to communicate, um, to me shows that, you know, there's just something there when like, in real life is a secondary form of communication versus a primary form of communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's just something about where we are culturally and why people need uh, some more help and uh, support uh, connecting with each other in, good, in, in valuable ways. Oh, yeah. I agree. And especially over the past few years, we've learned exponentially how important the internet is. We've learned how, how much potential there is and how we can't measure somebody's existence based on what's happening offline. We really have to understand how people are using the internet and using it for good and connecting with individuals online in meaningful and impactful ways, because that is the way of the future. And it's certainly the way for psychiatry in the future. Hmm. Yeah, I think, I mean, there are so many, I I love talking into this and kind of the evolution of technology and how it is expanding so much quicker than the evolution of our human psychology and our human physiology and how that discrepancy poses a lot of issues. And Dr. Michael, I'm sure you can appreciate what I'm talking about where, you know, historically, even if we look in the last 100 to 200 years, we're only used to interacting with a very limited amount of close, close relationships in our life. And now we get on these social platforms and we supposedly have 500 friends, 1,000 friends, 10,000 people or 100,000 people following us. And that's just not a realistic number of people to have very, very close relationships with. And so then, Adam, back to your point, we, we start to curate this idea of who we are and what our ideal self looks like online to be able to show all of these people that we're supposedly really close with who we are. And, and that's just not the reality in a lot of cases. And so I, I think, Adam, I'd love to ask to you, like, how does Hear Me as a platform help people feel safe in order to be vulnerable and talk to somebody in a, in a way that they wouldn't on their public-facing social platforms? Yeah, great question. So just in terms of, you know, what you were saying, when you start to have more than a couple hundred friends or people that follow you, be, you're basically commodifying yourself. You're creating a persona and a character uh, either to monetize or to show, a, uh, you know, a brand yourself as a brand. So when we start to do that, we then obviously, uh, you know, we're not being, we're not serving our emotional needs. We're serving more of our sort of vanity needs or financial mm-hmm. needs. In terms of hear me, it's incredibly simple. A, you're anonymous. B, so you, you, the person who your listener doesn't know who you are. They don't have your name. They don't know where you live. You then choose by filter what type of topic that you want to talk to. So if you're someone who's LGBTQ and you want to talk to someone who's also LGBTQIA, you can choose that filter. 
or you can choose relationships or new moms or pregnancy, or I just want to talk. So you're matched with someone. And the thing is, you get to see who that person is. So your listener, you see their bio, their photo, you have an understanding of their lived experiences, and you then decide whether you want to engage that person or go back to the queue and find someone else. So there's a level of anonymity and a letter, a letter of psychological safety because you know who you're speaking and communicating with. They don't have that information on you. Um, where in on social media, you're just who you are is you know you you're not you're not anonymous. Uh, so that's I think the primary way. Anonymity is really important, and being able to be connected with someone who you're choosing the type of person and the type of topic that you want to communicate with is is pretty important. I think that's that's really huge because even when I was going through my miscarriage and I went on platforms that were also anonymous and being able to come into these chat groups and not necessarily, you know, especially me on a big social media platform, no one knew who I was, right? And right. so being able to have just a real conversation and and interact with people who've been through the same lived experience and and get that support and help, it was so impactful and so huge. So I can really appreciate, you know, the kind of platform that Hear Me provides and being able to look in all these different directions, you know, specifically for what your needs may be. Now, is this just kind of talking through the app? Is this actually talking on a phone? Is this like, how, how are people interacting? So right now it's, it's a text-based communication on our app. We're uh, baking into uh, the product voice and video, and we're beginning to serve uh, corporations and enterprises uh, that can provide this anonymous support to their employees or members. Because if you, you know, we know that stress and burnout mm -hmm. is a really big deal, great resignation, people, this concept of presenteeism, like showing up and not really uh, being there with your full self. If we can allow people in these environments to get something off their chest in real time and get back to the flow of work, uh, that would be really beneficial to them as well as their employer. So mm -hmm. we have a few different platforms that we're working on. That's awesome. Mm. Yeah, that's so cool, especially the kind of expansion of those options for how to connect with people. And I, I think either of you could answer this, but on, on your website, it, it says that there's a 57% increase in member mood after a single conversation with a Hear Me listener. And I'm just wondering, like, how exactly is it that you're measuring that there's that improvement? And also, I don't know, Dr. Michael, if you could speak yep. to the you know, the physiology or psychology uh, as to why somebody might have such an immediate positive response to a conversation like that. Sure. We know, we know that people are using the app and feeling better after they use the app, the majority of them. The way that we got to that number is we analyzed existing data. We were asking folks before a conversation what their mood was like. And again, we were asking the same folks after the conversation what their mood was like. And we found that indeed there was a 57% increase on average for most people uh, in, in their mood before and after a conversation. And we were really excited by that finding. We're now in the process of incorporating additional measures, additional scales, so we can get a much more nuanced appreciation for other things that might be changing and improving during a, a single conversation and also for folks, the many folks who come back to the app multiple times to see how these are, how these changes are sustained 
and what, uh, what, what improvements are sustained. Some of the other things that we looked at are, were the matching between the listener and the user. It was really interesting. We used something called language analysis to get a better sense of the dyad, the connection between the user and the listener. And we found that the majority of listeners, almost 80%, had a very high degree of linguistic matching. So what mm-hmm. that meant, what that means is that they're using very similar words and the or the member and the listener were using similar words. And there was also uh, a, a synergy in the emotional tone, the type of things that the user were talking about, the emotion behind it and the language that was used by the listener. And the more there was this synergy, the greater the impact on mood. So we're just at the very beginning stages of really understanding how we could perfect the match and how we could make sure that we deliver the best intervention for each individual who comes to the platform. But thus far, based on existing data, uh, we've been really excited and pleased about the potential. Based on what Michael just said, the thesis and starting Hear Me was that when you connect people with a similar lived experience, there's a, there's a, there's a feeling of safety and psychological safety that exists. Mm-hmm. So for example, to, um, you know, Jen's point, when you're going through a particular issue, uh, we know that women, there's uh, conversations around fertility and infertility. Uh, and being able to speak with someone with that experience, there's a level of safety baked in. So mm-hmm. you don't have to start off. You start off with an understanding that, that there's a connection already. And I believe what Michael was talking about in terms of the research sort of validates that basic thesis. Yeah. And, and, and just to add to that, there is a long history of research exploring the potential for peers uh, both for folks within a traditional outpatient or inpatient setting with psychiatric diagnoses, and also for individuals who don't necessarily have a psychiatric diagnosis but need but but need some support, and and so this adds to the existing body of literature demonstrating the value of having a conversation, an authentic and meaningful conversation with somebody who's 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 been there and lived it. And is there ever anyone who's in this and saying, you know, maybe I do need help beyond just talking with a peer? Maybe I, I do need to talk with a therapist. Is how, how would they be able to identify that? Or is this really just, you know, we're here for peer-to-peer support and that's purely what Hear Me is for? Uh, so we're not, I want to be really clear, we're not a clinical intervention. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are designed to... Uh, support people emotionally as they need it. That being said, we have resources Mm. that we give out. So we have a database of every type of, um, you know, issue or situation someone could be in, and we refer out to that particular, we give them the link or the phone number um, and connect them. If there is a, you know, a real emergency, we can hand it off to a crisis intervention service uh, that can take it from there. Um, So we are designed to be subclinical for the everyday issues. You know, basically, if you're on this earth right now with all that we're going through and you don't have, you know, levels of anxiety and different feelings and different, you know, moods, uh, you know, you can't fix normal and we live in a sort of very chaotic world. So Mm -hmm. uh, we're here to support you through your life journey. Mm. And Dr. Michael, do you feel like there in the future is some larger application for a platform like this to be able to help with early intervention because I know that a lot of the times in mental health or especially when people get to the point where they have some sort of 
diagnoses, you, you know, an ounce of prevention really is worth years and years of, of work uh, in being able to prevent people from going down a, a slippery slope that can be uh, mental health, you know? Certainly. We know now more than ever that mental illness, people don't wake up mentally ill. This is something that emerges over time and bubbles up. And there are a number of opportunities along the way to intervene effectively and appropriately. However, there are obstacles, including identifying folks, accessing care, getting them the right intervention at the right time. And so apps like Hear Me are aiming to solve that challenge uh, by being able to, by, by providing an opportunity to receive support earlier in the course of illness development before someone develops a formal psychiatric condition. And there is the potential to delay the onset of a psychiatric disorder. Mm. If that's the case, certainly during adolescence, young adulthood, development, every month or year of healthy development has an exponential impact long term. And there's also some research to suggest that earlier intervention can prevent the onset of a psychiatric disorder. So there's the potential to address things that are contributing, all the many contributing factors that play into the development of a psychiatric disorder. If we can start to identify them early and address them, there is the potential long-term impact of preventing the transition to a full-blown psychiatric condition. And wouldn't that be absolutely incredible if we can get there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that's that's the goal, right? That's trying to help people be a little bit more seen and feel like they have that ability to get and connect with other people who are going through so that they don't feel so alone in, in, in this life experience. And I think especially with people who don't feel like they have access to family members who understand, friends who can, they feel like safe to open up to, being able to come into a platform and have that availability of safety is is so incredibly huge. What age group are you really kind of hitting at? Do you have young people coming onto the app? Is it mostly kind of older people? Do you have a, a range or how are you kind of assessing this? So right now it's 18 plus and the average, our age range is from 18 to 35 and but does skewer uh, older, but the primary user is between eight, the primary members between 18 and 35. That being said, we are in the process with Microsoft of developing a teen channel mm. for uh, up, you know, up to through 17. So we can start to, uh, to work with that population as well. So that's coming down the pike probably by the you know next the early next year if not sooner right now we're 18 to uh, 18 plus mm-hmm. yeah I'm really excited about that potential there too mm-hmm. I bet especially with a lot of your history with you know working with more of a pediatric or younger population um, and I guess one of my questions had to do with the listeners uh, do these listeners before they become a listener for hear, hear me go through any sort of training or you know understanding of when this might be more of a crisis situation or when to refer people to additional resources? Yes. So we have a Hear Me Training Academy and we have different tracks. We have our foundational training. We have a university training. We have a master's of social work students training. And we actually take people uh, and train them to be what are called peer support specialists. Those are people who are licensed and trained in peer support. And we use them to service our 
our larger clients. So we have a full continuum of trainings. They're definitely taught, you know, how to suss out uh, what needs to be elevated, what doesn't need to be elevated. So we have a full breadth of training and supported by Michael at the top, social workers uh, that support the social work uh, MSW students, which support uh, other uh, interns and, and other listeners as well. Wow. And how many people are do you feel are going through this and, and kind of reaching out for support for that peer-to-peer support? So we've had over uh, 550,000 uh, requests. Uh, those conversations last on average uh, 30 minutes. The average length of the time someone has stayed on our app is about 47 minutes. And we have pretty good engagement. Uh, we know people are coming back because they feel supported and they come back when they want additional support. Wow. And so just for the listener out there who might have interest in something like this, uh, how easy is it for somebody to come on and, and make a request? I'm sure that there's a link that they can just go to and start the process. Yeah, so just go to hearme.app, H-E-A-R-M-E.app, and you can click on either the Google or uh, Apple Play Store or just link or just go to your app store and put in hearme.app, A-P-P, and you just download the app. Very easy. That's so great. I think you guys are really creating this this safety net to be able to help so many people again, just feel that that need, that connection and create a better change and shift in their energy on a day-to-day basis. I mean, how many people walk around feeling miserable and don't know where to turn to or don't know who to talk to? So being able to create that that space and that safety net for people is just, is, is so huge. Pion- and, pioneering, really. Yeah. For that person who doesn't feel like they they want to go to a therapist yet, but they just don't have anyone to talk to. It's it's really incredible. So thanks so much to you both for the work that you're doing. We can't wait to continue to watch Hear Me grow and proliferate. And we will have that link down below for anybody who just wants to click in and see what it would be like to start that process. Is there anywhere else that you would recommend people go to continue to learn either more about Hear Me or just more about their own mental health and options for continuing to take care of that area of their life? Well, not to keep on plugging Hear Me, but if you go to our blog post, we have a blog section on our website. Uh, we uh, have a lot of conversations around different other uh, you know, resources, etc. Maybe Michael has some different ideas. I I, uh, I was going to reiterate what you just said. Uh, there are certainly some good websites out there, good nonprofits out there, and uh, good advocacy agency uh, agents out there. I, I can certainly name a few if you like. Um, but uh, but but I I think the key is reaching out if you have any questions or concerns. I hear way too often that people are afraid to disclose or are are concerned about advancing in the help seeking process. And I just want to reiterate the value and importance of reaching out, talking to somebody, getting it off your chest and exploring what the possibilities might be. Um, and what's good about one, another benefit here is I, I, I think part of the reason why people hold back from making that first step is they worry that in order to do that, they're going to need to talk to a psychiatrist. They're mm-hmm. going to need to talk to uh, therapists are going to need to talk mm. to their insurance company, and there are 
opportunities out there to begin this process without needing to make it feel so heavy and so formal and so official. And that's exactly what you guys are bringing to the space. So I I think that's so awesome. Someone can just go download an app and and just start to explore, like you said. You know, it, for a lot of people, this might feel foreign, or I'm not supposed to talk about my emotions, or I bottle it up and I don't let it out. You know, and now there's actually a space where you can do it, where it doesn't have to be through social media and leaving an angry comment, or you know, just feeling like it's all left within you. You are able to actually have a space and and chat with someone real and be able to be heard and be seen for exactly what you're experiencing. I think that's huge. People want to feel human and we help allow them to feel human. So much of our days, we, we're not, you know, you all know this, we're not in touch. We're not sort of feeling our breath. We're not in touch with our body. Uh, and one of the ways to get us more to go inward is to by really, when you have a good conversation, when you get something off your chest, when you feel safe, you know, there's that notion called interoception. You start to notice just like you can notice stress in your body, you can notice healing. You can notice the relaxation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael, I'm sure could talk about the medical reasons for that. But as a human, when you're feeling more relaxed, you notice it. And we want people to uh, feel more, you know, feel more comfortable in their skin and help provide service for that. Well, again, thank you both for coming on and sharing all sorts of great information about Hear Me. Uh, again, we'll have all of the resources linked up down in the show notes for anybody who wants to check that out. And other resources just for people uh, seeking assistance in mental health or or looking for somebody to talk to. Adam, Dr. Michael, thanks so much for taking your time. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Another really cool interview and such a unique platform. It's really exciting to be able to hear of all these new apps and platforms that are truly helping people and connecting people where we need support. So I hope you go check out Hear Me. We'll have it linked up below and other information that you can use in order to feel more supported and connected, not only to yourself, but to others in this world, because we don't do go through life alone, right? So if you know other people who you know might be internally struggling and can really use the support, please pass this episode along. It's really interesting stuff. So easy to just get this app and, and start having someone to listen to and to talk to. I think that's that's really important. So we're going to, again, have it linked below. Please share this out. And if you haven't, we would really appreciate a rate and review on this podcast. It just, again, helps us so that more people get to hear and have the resources and tools to help and feel great within their body.